Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Our series this month is called Kids These Days, the Back to School Edition. Now, I'm sitting down with kids of all ages to get an understanding of what life is like from their point of view. Now, so far, we have covered preschool, elementary school, uh, surviving middle school. Well, this is the fourth episode of the Kids These Days Back to School Edition, and this week, we are talking to high school kids. I really shouldn't say kids, because I feel like... They're both young adults. So young adults. There we go. That's better. In the studio, we have Dallin and Lauren. They are both 15 years old, and you guys are going to be sophomores, right? Yeah. How how many days? When do you start school? Like a week and a half. I think we have like a week and a day. Yeah. A week and a day? Um, It's weird. So we're recording this a week and a day before you uh, enter your sophomore year. It feels like you guys keep going back to school earlier and earlier. Like my son just started school the second week of August. That just seems so early to me. Now, your first year in high school is what, last year? Yeah. Is that how your school mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. does it? I know like my son's junior high goes until ninth grade, so he technically wouldn't be in high school until sophomore year, but you entered high school last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. right? Okay. So for both of you, and we kind of can just go back and forth. Um, maybe, Dallin, we could start with you. How would you describe high school in one sentence? Um, stressful. Stressful. So you got one word. It's not even a sentence. It's one <laughs> Yeah, word. Just, just one word from that. Um, stressful, I think, just because of uh, last year especially, there was a lot of um, changes that were made, not only to move into my first year in high school, um, but also because of COVID, just because uh, how different everything was, the classroom dynamics changing and uh, everything like that. It was just very, it was just a lot. Yeah. In general. Yeah. How'd that impact you? Just stressed you out? Uh, stressed me out. I was only actually in high school uh, for my freshman year, about a quarter and a half um, before I went completely online um, and then had no social life. So there wasn't really a high school experience for me in that first year. Yeah. It was mostly just doing the work and, and getting through it. So it wasn't the most enjoyable thing, that's for sure. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Lauren, what about you? Um, I thought high school was pretty exciting. I was really excited to go. Um, mm. It wasn't that difficult. I don't I can't really say what high school's totally like because the year wasn't really the same. It's kind of on and off technology. Um, but I thought that uh, the workload was pretty easy, so okay. I wasn't too overwhelmed. Yeah, because I, mean, I know both of your parents, right? And I know you guys are brilliant. Like, I'll just brag for you. You guys are both, both very smart kids. And so, again, that challenge of not only, obviously, your education and your grades are very important to both of you. So to have that challenge for, obviously, remote learning, I'm sure that was kind of different, right? Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't just directly ask a question. Maybe you can. I don't know. But I'm just imagining that it's just kind of awkward being over Zoom or Google Classroom and and trying to dive in and and figure something out, right? Um, And then, obviously, you have the delays and the technical difficulties. Lauren, were you remote learning most of last year as well? Um, no, I was in school for the time that they had us go f- in person. We were um, fully online for the first maybe two or three weeks of school. Uh-huh. And then we did hybrid where we went every other day, and it was half the kids. Yeah. So on one day, it would be like an A and B day, and I would go gotcha. on like B days because my last name. Yeah, and then you have you have to wear masks, right? Did you mm-hmm. did it last mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. Okay. How weird is that? Like how how weird was that last year? Like I, I again, like I get anxiety of ta- anxiety attack just like walking into a store with a mask on. I'm like, I have anxiety. Can I just not not wear one? Of course, they're not going to listen to me. They don't care. I have to wear the mask. But going to school again and learning all day, and your brain already hurts. Doesn't your face hurt? Um, yeah, I think so. For the time that I was in school, I had I actually had a mask exemption. Um, just cause I have some like mold in my lungs and some problems going on, um, down there. So wearing a mask for long periods of time, uh, really just messes up my system. So for the first quarter and a half that was, I was in school, I had a mask exemption. So I didn't have to wear oh, a you mask. You had to wear one. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason I left school was because, uh, they were enforcing masks a lot more. Um, yeah. and so, uh, my parents pulled me out just for my safety, uh, cause wearing it for long periods of time, I mean, it yeah. wasn't a good combination. Um, but some of the teachers there, you really saw the differences in opinions about masks, about um, really everything going on there with right. COVID. Um, 
And it was it was interesting because there I had one teacher who had it out for me, who any time I walked into that class was uh, was was freaking out. She was uh, she putting me in the back corner of the classroom. At one point, she wanted to hang up a plastic shower curtain around me in the corner oh, okay. so that I would be isolated from the rest of the class. So you kind of felt targeted, obviously. Yeah. Oh, very. I mean, it was very so. obviously targeted. <laughs> yes, yeah, like yeah. I mean, a shower no, curtain. How could you get? Yeah, you? no. Yeah, there's no question about that. I was very much getting targeted. Um, but other teachers were a lot more lenient. My principal. Um, was actually very, uh, very, very lenient on the whole thing. I would go into his office and just talk to him for a while about everything, and yeah. he wouldn't care if I had a mask on or not. And No, he was cool, but there definitely was some uh, targeting from being one of the few kids without a mask on. And you think that, you know, obviously I, I'm considered high risk, right? Like I have a compromised immune system with an autoimmune disease, and I have a hard time wearing a mask too. But it also comes down to us all having mutual respect for each other, mm-hmm. no matter what our beliefs are, right? So, like, you, Dallin, you played the part. You're, okay, I'm just going to go remote learning full time, whereas, Lauren, you continued the A-B learning mm-hmm. or the hybrid learning, and you wore the mask. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think it was – it's an unpopular opinion, but I enjoyed wearing a mask at school. You did? Um. Yes. It was just kind of like I didn't have to fully get ready. Oh, you know? yeah, good point. So it was kind of just like – Yeah. It wasn't horrible, and they let you – pull your mask down to get water or if you were eating like yeah they they had exceptions um yeah so it wasn't so you actually enjoyed the mm-hmm. mask yeah i know again dallin you would understand this being a girl mm-hmm. it's like oh i don't even want to i don't feel like you know i remember i used to do a um a tv entertainment segment but they'd only see me from like the waist up right so i'd wear like a really nice top fix my hair but i'd be wearing sweatpants you mm-hmm. know because they, they couldn't see my legs mm-hmm. right uh you guys were talking about uh Dallin, you were mentioning your teacher and your principal think about like a teacher you really liked and what is like one thing that they said or did that made a difference for you and this is, goes from the beginning from kindergarten to present day who's that one teacher for you that you just learned something from that's kind of followed you um I'd say, uh, going back as far as elementary school, my fifth grade teacher, um, I was put in the gifted and talented program at a really early age, um, so I was able to experience a lot of um, new forms of teaching, as there wasn't really a set curriculum at the time, so my fourth and fifth grade teachers were very much so uh, winging it. They were um, off the book. They were Uh kind of just giving us advanced material, uh, just at us coming uh, very fast, so my fifth grade teacher... um, I think he was just a great example. He was just a really he was he was a really cool guy. Um, he was just a uh, he was a great ac- uh, sc- he was a great scholar, um, and really just uh, established a lot of principles and a lot of discipline. I should say yeah. that really helped me create those better study habits to um, help me in later years of life. But he wasn't, I was stick- he wasn't a stickler though, right? Like no. he was more like a free spirit, kind of do the work, but at your own pace. Is that kind of what it was? Or? Yeah. So he was really, he was more so about uh, creating study habits than getting the work done. Gotcha. So figuring out okay. ways to do the work rather than uh, what work to do. Um, I would even go as far to say, like, that's the second closest thing I have to a father figure besides my own dad. Oh, really? Like, he, okay. was, he was a really cool guy. Uh, I'd, I'd say we were closer than most of the students and him in the class. But, um, uh, I think without him, I would be failing a lot more in high school right now just because I didn't have uh, the ethics and the um, uh, the motivation to get things done. Well, it's interesting that the example that you use for your teacher, because I know your dad really well, mm. and I feel like that's a that's a um, that's that's how your dad is. Yeah, as far as oh, him being a leader, definitely. obviously he's a leader in a company. Mm. He's an owner of a company, and I feel like that's an exact. Um, I guess example of how your dad is as a leader. Yeah, no, definitely. And I love my dad. I mean, he's he's the best thing. But if I had to name, like, if someone came up to me and said, "You have to have a second best," yeah, for like something happened, I would straight to him. Okay. But what about you, Lauren? Um, I was actually a teacher I had in my freshman year. Um, so pretty recent. She was my English teacher and my speech teacher. Um, she's kind of the teacher who was. She's kind of. Others would describe her as bland. Like, she didn't really show a lot of emotion in the classroom. But um, when I would stay after for help or I would, I could go to her. I just knew I could go to her, you know. Um, and she would be willing to help. Um, and she just taught. The way that she taught was super, this is how it's going to be done. And um, I don't know. She just pushed me to do better but yeah. then understood when I didn't do as great as I could. So she's more logical, probably mm-hmm. all logic, zero emotion. Like this is it's black yeah, and white, Yeah, and there were right? times where she was really great and she was 
like there were times she did show emotion, but um, I just remember her like it wasn't like special treatment. It was just I knew that she cared about my learning and helped right. me help me learn. Okay, and that was your ninth grade. So that was just mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about lunch. Lunch when I was in high school. I graduated in the year two thousand. That's forever ago. I know I'm ancient, um, but lunch was a big part of our day, right? It's where you get to see your friends, you get to hang out. Are you packers or you eat lunch at school? I pack lunch. Okay. Um, I've always packed my lunch, you yeah. always pack? Because mm-hmm. I would ask you, do you guys still have the pizza, the squared pizza? What, Lauren, you're about to throw up. Like, did okay. you, do you still have that in school? I've had, like, really bad school lunches on the days that I forgot to bring a lunch. <laughs> um, was pizza one of them? Pizza was one of them. <laughs> um, you get... The older you get in school, the more options you have. Right. Um, you can obviously drive off campus and get food when you you're can? in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I don't have a car, though, so I don't go Not off there campus. Yet. Yeah. Right. But um, they give you different options, like make your own sandwich or... What? Yeah, like chicken sandwiches. I don't know. They have different things now than just gross pizza. Oh, but the pizza was... Del- it was, the squ- was it the square pizza? Mm-mm, they're like the triangle ones. Oh, see, we had the square pizza. You rip all the toppings off first. You eat those separately. Then you lick the um, the sauce off. And then you just have the bare bones, like, dough or, you know, the, the crust. And then you eat that. There was, like, a way of doing it. Mm-hmm. It was pizza day and taco day. Get the extra cheese, extra meat. Now, the meat looked questionable. But if you put the extra cheese on top... And then they mix it with some kind of sauce. You're way, you're way good. It really doesn't matter. It's just delicious. And we really wouldn't have tacos. We'd have nacho chips underneath. It just depends on what they were out of. Sometimes we'd have a mixture of tortillas and, and uh, nacho chips, tortilla yeah, chips. Yeah, no, I think the I think they used to call that um, – we used to have something like that in elementary school. I used to get the hot lunch a couple of times is what they called it. Um, they had these galaxy pizzas where we were just tiny little circular uh, round pizzas and – that like is exactly. Bites, it, was, it was like a it was like a bagel bite, but it was like six inches in diameter, so it was pretty big. Um, but that's exactly what kids would do. They would just peel off all the toppings, eat those yeah, first, I'm and then you. lick off the sauce and it's eat like the a crust. Universal, it, it's like <laughs> a universal <laughs> rule. It's like a thing, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the mystery meat, and then you have like you know the the lunch lady who's not wearing gloves. At least in my high school, she wasn't wearing gloves. Like, have you ever seen Adam Sandler's uh, Billy Madison? Like the sloppy. Are you guys too young for that movie? Uh, the sloppy joes and like it just looks mystery meatish and she's not wearing gloves and has stuff in her teeth. No, no, I know the reference. Oh. I haven't seen okay. the movie though. Well, anyway, yeah. so yeah, that's basically what that was my lunch lady in in high school. All of them, they all looked the same and they didn't wear hairnets either. It was ridiculous. Now I'm kind of getting sick thinking about <laughs> all the food that I ate in high school that I probably shouldn't have eaten. Um, what is the uh, one thing you know how to do individually? What's the one thing you know how to do that you could possibly teach others? Okay, I'll go first then. Um, <laughs> He's pointing at you. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. I don't know. What do I do really well? Like, um, what do you do really well? You do it so well that you could teach others how to do it. Um, and that could be a subject in school, right? Something you're just super passionate about. Oh, English. English. For sure, English. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's the one you gravitate towards. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's your teacher that you had last year. Yes, you look I've to. actually, like, always had a pretty high grade in English. Yeah. So I think I could help somebody else with that. And your mom's a teacher too, mm-hmm. so you kind of have that in your in your blood, right? Like that's right. you know how that works. Yeah, you know how you could put together a curriculum and and present it to a student. What about you, Dallin? Um, I'm gonna have to go with English too. Oh, uh, really? I've always had kind of a love hate relationship with English. And why is um, that? Because on one side, I really love writing. I've always been a strong writer um, and uh, debater, right? So just debate like your class dad. was super fun for me, <laughs> just, just like, like my dad. dad. Yes. Yep. Um, no, but debate has always been super fun to me. Uh, writing. Paragraphs of an argumentative paper have been super fun, but also the fictional side of things um, has always been fun. Uh, Tests-wise on English frustrate me very much so. Um, I cannot get over English tests because they give you multiple choice to an answer, but none of those answers are right. And so there was um, one time last year, I was taking an online test. It was my English final, and I got a terrible grade on it. I got like a low D, and it was going to tank my grade for the rest of the year. And so, so life I, ruined. Yeah, basically. Basically, so yeah. I emailed my teacher, and I looked back at all the questions, and I wrote probably a paragraph explaining why each of my answers were right <laughs> and why the correct <laughs> answers were wrong. Of course um, you did. Of course you I've read your emails, too. I, I think your principal, your mom has shown me emails. She's like, look how I'm so proud of him. Look what he sent, the principal, or sent his teacher. I'm like, what? 
wow, that's like an adult, man. Yeah, so what my low D was um, eventually turned into a, a low A. So after emailing my teacher, she was like, oh, I really enjoyed how you, how you wrote that to me and, <laughs> and the uh, argumentative side of that, of that piece. Yeah, we can go ahead and give you, um, I'll go ahead and fix your grade. And so I looked at it the next day, and I ended up with an A in the class. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, but it, was, like, it was really cool. But multiple choice, you said, is it overthinking, or is it just like you believe that that's not accurate, that, so, that, that none of the answers are right? Yeah. What the I, options are right. Yeah, what I did in the test, because I knew that I was going to get a bad grade on the test in the first place, so I chose answers that I could very easily argue about. So oh, I kind of pulled there's a, a strategy. There's a strategy to wow. it. Wow! If your teacher is lenient enough to change your grade, um, so I picked answers that I could easily find pieces of evidence from and debate about, and then she accepted it, I guess, and then gave me a good grade on the test. So it was kind of a nice, kind of a long shot to go for it, because there's not all teachers are that lenient. And just a reminder, Dallin is 15 years old, and he is legit a replica of his father, like a hundred percent. Um, so and you guys are going into your sophomore year. What has been, because we all have this, I kind of want to see the level of embarrassment based off of you two. And then obviously I'll, I'll share with my, my most embarrassing moment in school. But from kindergarten to present day, what's like the most embarrassing moment to date that, you, that happened at school? Oh, okay. I got one. In third grade, <laughs> I was like, they have this reading thing called Mayon. It's online reading. And we'd have like 30 minutes or an hour of reading online on this app that just had a bunch of books and I was reading this really gross book about like um insects in medicine and like okay. don't know why I chose that book um but I was actually trying to get to my teacher because I didn't feel so good so I was going to my teacher um on picture day this will set the stage picture day um I went to my teacher and someone was talking to her so I tried to go to the trash can and I passed out on the tiled floor of the classroom, and that was pretty embarrassing because I don't know how long I was out. But, but you they didn't had throw to, up or anything. No, I didn't throw okay, up. They good. had, but they had to go to the ER, and they oh rushed me in a. They rushed me down to the office in a wheelchair, like not a wheelchair, but like a teacher's chair with wheels on the bottom. Oh, so like a desk chair, basically. Yeah, yeah. you're just getting wheeled down the hall. Yeah, yeah. I think that was only embarrassing for me. I don't think anyone thought, "Wow, that's embarrassing." But, but I was pretty mortified. To what go did back you to get school. nicknames or anything afterwards? No, unfortunately, that would have been pretty cool, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was like, maybe that add, that add to the embarrassment. I don't know. Dal, what about you? Um, I'd say my fourth grade year. Um, it was a it was a brand new elementary school. I had just moved back from Utah. Uh, I lived in Utah for about six months. Um before moving back to the exact same house I grew up in for eight years. Um, but in elementary school, fourth grade, uh, was all new kids in my class. It was probably a month into school, and there was this, we had these these desks that could fit four in, like, this group of a desk. So we had four kids to a, a desk group, and then, like, ten of those scattered across the room. So uh, this kid that sat across from me, um, his name was Tom. We called him the Tomato because he could make his face extremely red without, like, strangling himself or anything. Oh, okay, so it good. Of, it well, was kind of a weird talent. That's that's a talent. Yeah. Um, I wanted to one-up him one day. <laughs> so without, uh, like, strangling myself, I forced all the blood to my head that I could just with, like, physical pressure. Like, this sounds really gross, but, like, when you're pooping and, like, you get, like, the... <laughs> you're pushing? You get, like, you're the pushing, right? You get the poop sweats. I got, like, I the poop that. sweats without trying to poop. <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> but you didn't poop. But I didn't poop. Oh, good. Um, my your face, face turned red. My face turned red, and then it turned purple, and then I passed out. But you beat him. In the middle of the class. I did beat but him. But you went up to him. <laughs> but, you got it, though. But I was, I was, uh, I was doing, I don't even know what to call it, that forcing myself to turn purple... Um, and then I woke up on the floor, my knee was super bruised, and my teacher came up to me, the entire class was staring at me, and my teacher's like, oh my gosh, do you need to go to the nurse? I'm like, no, no, I think I'm fine. I think, I think I'm you good. You didn't go to the nurse and I didn't go out? to the nurse, nope, because I knew that she would ask me what happened, and I would say it was my fault, and I'd be mortified. Well, there's two things here that are positives, right? One, you won. Mm-hmm. I did win. Winner. That is, yes. And two, you didn't poop your pants. I did not poop my <laughs> pants. That is that is a plus. Those are two big positives. Yes. Um, I can't say the same for myself because that's why I'm going to transition into my most embarrassing moment, <laughs> Oh yeah. which was seventh grade. Oh, no. Um, I was a um, starter on our volleyball team, junior high volleyball team. Well, that morning before I left for the school, bu- or t- for the school bus, um, I talked to my mom, like, hey, I haven't pooped 
in like three, four days, which was really abnormal oh, for me, right? Seventh grade, I usually have two good ones every day. Well, I hadn't used the restroom in a few days. Well, she gave me um, a laxative and she told me to take half of it. And me leaving, I'm super like on time, like I want to get to school, get to the bus stop. I said, okay. And I left and I just put the laxative in my, um, in my mouth. And she actually gave me, I know what it was. She gave me two. She, I took the one and then she told me to take the one other one after lunch or whatever. Well, I ended up popping the whole thing and then, um, took the other one like right before closer to, before the volleyball game. I had a volleyball game that night. So, um, we're out warming up. Okay. So I get through school Nothing's nothing's happening. I didn't use the restroom at all, like at the whole day. So then I'm getting to warm ups, right, for vol- the volleyball game. I find out that I'm the starting server. I'm like, okay, so my nerves are going a little bit. I'm like two laxatives deep, right? And I'm out there and I'm like warming up. Well, then my stomach starts to rumble. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Well, I went to the locker room. I took off, ran to the locker room, got in a stall. Here's where I made bad choices. Um, I should have said, okay, I've had two laxatives. I should probably take my pants down, sit on the toilet. Instead, again, full volleyball uniform, volleyball knee pads, I hike up my leg thinking it's just going to be a fart. Why did I hike up my leg? Maybe just to get the full effect, right? Because my stomach was hurting. So I decided to hike up the leg in the stall. You guys, I pooped my pants so hard. Like, it was the worst. It was it. It was just... It looked like somebody got murdered in the stall, but had brown blood. Like, there was no oomph to it at all. It was straight liquid. It was all over my uniform, all over my volleyball pads, all over the floor. And when I tell you the pile, it smelled like a pile of dead bodies in this locker room. It was disgusting. So here I am, just covered in poop. There's poop everywhere. And I look over, and I see some of the eighth-grade girls in the coach's office. Again, like the most popular girls in school, right? And I'm like, what do I do? So I'm crying hysterically. The game's about to start. And I just tapped on the window. I'm like, guys, I had an accident. Long story short, um, my mom had to bring me clean clothes. Some moms hop- jumped in and, like, you know, gave me some clean underwear before my mom got there, changed my uniform. And everybody, those eighth grade girls never said that I pooped. They said I, I, I threw up to kind of save my reputation, right? My, my junior high boyfriend was out there sitting with my mom, and here I am, like, poopy pads. I have, like, my knee pads on. The, I, I still have the knee pads, and they were stained, like, the whole, like, I kept them, right? Because knee pads are expensive, right. right? My mom's like, we're not buying you. We'll just scrub them out, right? I saw the stains forever, like, all through my high school career. Like, I saw the poop stains. But anyway, that's my embarrassing moment. I actually pooped my pants in junior high. I know now. I guess <laughs> like, you got lucky with those eighth-grade girls, I though, know. because kids— now are ruthless. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. But like, again, that's what I heard. So they could have been talking. And I never heard about it that they actually revealed what happened. But I think that I probably would find out, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. That so would make it way back. I think I'm just going to stick to the fact that they just told everybody I threw up. But, and then obviously after the game, everybody runs in the locker room and they're seriously like dry heaving. It's like, what's that smell? And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, yeah, guys. Who did have, that? Yeah, gross. I have no idea. Like, here I am completely in new clothes. Like, I just, I don't know. I have no, I have no clue. <laughs> anyway, that was terrifying. It took me forever to be, even talk about that. It like haunted me forever because I was like I never want to relive that experience ever again because it was just absolutely horrifying it was disgusting so okay now back to let's transition back into uh y'all in school what is the what is an unwritten rule about high school that everyone should know or that everyone knows like what's the unwritten rule that everybody knows without it being in the handbook mind your business (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) that's all I can say is like I think a lot of people don't mind their business, and it's not good. What's an example that you've kind of experienced Um, recently? A lot of people like to bring speakers to school and carry their speakers down the hallway. And, like, they just don't keep to themselves. Yeah, I'm like, just keep to yourself. Keep quiet. Just, like, go to school, you know? But a lot of them like to play really interesting music down the hallways. What's interesting music to you? Not good music. Just, like, (laughs) really loud, like, I don't know. Old songs that aren't good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Old songs. I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to know what you think is old. <laughs> what about you, Dallin? Um, I'd say the same thing in a bit of a different sense. Um, keep to yourself uh, mostly just, like, minding your own business as you walk down the halls. I think a lot of guys would agree with me on this. Um, 
But when you're walking alone with no one you know, just in the halls, you kind of just have a blank stare on your face. You kind of just don't <laughs> show any emotion. <laughs> you look straight and you walk to your next class. That's so um, depressing. No, it, it definitely is. Um, <laughs> but um, you don't. Like, like you kind of like practice it too, you know. You're you at practice home. it, really. Yeah, Wait, just... I didn't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the unwritten rule. Uh, no, but um, like seriously, you walk down the hall. Anything you see, you just look straight. You have a blank stare, <laughs> and you don't show any emotion <laughs> because yeah. you're afraid that you're gonna get ma- made fun of by some other group of guys, some other group of girls. Some oh, other group really? Anyone. No one bothers you if you just mind your business. Exactly. Just go where you're going. Your business. Just walk where you're going. So you keep you keep straight eyes, look straight up, and then you just keep walking, and no one bothers you. Well, so that that brings me to the next question: How do you guys navigate peer pressure? Like, what? How, what have you found yourself in a situation where you're like, I have no idea how to navigate this or get through it? Like. How do you how do you deal with it personally? Um, it's tough. I, I heard it's even way worse than we ever experienced as as kids. See, I think it's definitely worse, and I think there's a lot more of it nowadays. Um, I kind of have a different approach than most people. I just don't care what people think of me. That's good. And then I don't have peer pressure. Like I remember hearing about it in like church when I was like five years old. They'd be like, "Don't give in to peer pressure. Don't do drugs. Don't do this and this." And I'm right. like, "Yeah, I'll never do that. I'm gonna be a good kid," and I am. But I've realized I just don't care what people think about me. Yeah. And so, like, if I just have no care in the world about other people, then... All you I care about is your straight face walking down the hall. Exactly. That's all you <laughs> care about. What about you, Lauren? How do you feel um, about it? I don't know. I haven't really been, like, offered anything I've had to turn down. And I'm not really... I think what helps me is I'm just not interested, you know? Like, um, It's not your crowd. Like, you know, yeah, the like people you hang out with. Yeah, like, a lot of the things people are doing, teens are doing, I just don't really care for um, and I'd rather have like a happier future, and I think it's happier without those things. So I just mind my business, and yeah. I stay your mindset. away from it. Yeah, it's your mindset too, and and you are who you hang out with too, right? Like if yeah. you're hanging out with the wrong people, or maybe you have a good friend for you know all through school, and then maybe they go a different direction, and if you have to make that decision whether you want to continue to be friends with them or not. On a scale of one to ten, how bad is it though? Like how bad is like some of the behaviors of kids? Because I'm, I'm, my son just went into eighth grade, so he's close to the high school years, and I am, like, petrified. Um, Don't say my feelings, though. Just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think personally what I've seen, like, other people do, because you can definitely see, like, a big group of kids. Yeah. And then, like, the one kind of – one or two kids kind of standing out, not sure what to do, and then giving into it. Um, I'd say if 10 was, like, like, really bad, like, everyone in the school is doing drugs because everyone else is doing drugs – Probably like a like a five or a six. Oh, that's not too bad. So it's not yes. too bad, but it's definitely present. And it also depends on what school it's you go to. It's who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We go to a pretty we go to like the smallest high school here. Yeah. Um, so it's not really bad. It's just kind of who you're with. Um, yeah, I'd rate it like a five or a six. Uh what about social media? Are you guys into it? What's your thoughts on it? Um, I'm on a little bit of social media. I try not to spend too much time on it just because I used to do that a lot more. And then I realized how much of a waste it was and then how, like, not necessarily getting into bad things, but, like, I don't know, just wasting just a ton of time. Like, yeah. you can check your screen time on your phone, right? And yeah, all that. absolutely. A lot of people know that. Um, my screen time was, like, upwards of six or seven hours a day. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And so I was, I was finally, like, looking at it one week and comparing it to my friends who was, like, two hours a day. And I was like, dang. Yeah. That is a lot of wasted time. And so I got rid of some of my social media, um, and then... Which ones did you keep? Like, uh, what's your I go-to? Have, I, have, I have Snapchat. I just talk to people because my middle school split. No one from my middle school goes to my high school. And so oh. I really have Snapchat just so I can talk to other people that I used to know. But Snapchat things disappear. Like, my son is, like, pushing the whole Snapchat thing. We're just we, he has no social media at all. We we don't yeah. allow it. He's we're just, he's thirteen years old. Yeah, we're just not there yet. But Snapchat is the one that he really fights for. It's just yeah. not happening. I think for a lot of people, Snapchat is a very bad thing, and there's a lot of bad that can happen on Snapchat. Right. But at the same time, it's the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, exactly. So if you like befriend those bad people on Snapchat. Yeah, you're gonna see people doing bad things and then disappear, and then nothing happens. Can they can people follow you though without you accepting them, or do you set it as private? How does that work? No. So what happens? You have to have their exact username to oh. find someone, mm-hmm. oh. and then you can add them, and then they have to add you back. For or it you says to like even the chat talking. is pending, and yeah. then if you look oh. at it, they can't see that you've seen it, or um, 
Instagram, you can have private accounts. TikTok, mm. you can have private accounts. Like, so as long as my son's not out like passing out business cards with his username, we're good. Yeah. Probably. Right. Right. There I is. actually think Snapchats. People disagree, but I do know that when things disappear, that's like um scary. That's like the whole thing with my mom. Um, the kids in my family, the four of us, we're not supposed to have it till we're sixteen. Yeah. But I convinced my mom last summer that I wanted it. Yeah. Um. I wanted it because I wanted to talk to somebody on Snapchat <laughs> yeah. who didn't have Instagram. But um, I think I think Snapchat's almost better because you choose you have to choose each other to talk to each other. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. if you're choosing the right kind of people, you're only seeing the things you want to see. Yeah. Whereas places like TikTok, it's like a for you page and you're scrolling and you're seeing all these negative things. I absolutely hate TikTok. I still have it, but um I think Snapchat and Instagram are probably the better of the three. According to the Bark Parent app, which any parents listening right now know what I'm talking about, it's like basically a, a it's an app that you use to kind of um, uh, get alerted by anything that's mm-hmm. like happening on your kids' phones, whether it be apps. And they say Snapchat is the worst for like danger, right? Mm-hmm. Like because people do um, fake accounts, they oh, find some way yeah. to get into your um, into your Snapchat. They like location finding you, and th- I don't know. Anyway, we yeah. just do away with all of it right now, um, yeah. just because it's not that I don't trust my son. It's just I don't. I'm just not at that place where I trust the outside world. I wish I had him. waited. I wish I had waited a little bit because I think yeah. when I'm older, I'll really even now. I kind of think like I could have waited a little bit. You know, it's not right. really that worth it. Once you're there, it's just kind of. Yeah. Not not interesting. Yeah. You know? So do people are we on Facebook? Kids, mm-hmm. kids no. in high school? I just look at my <laughs> parents' things. I just have like a an account yeah. with no profile picture. Is, is it the Facebook? Like, no, see the reason I got Facebook, I remember getting Facebook when I was like eight years old. Making an account for Facebook. <laughs> no, when I was seriously You uh, lied about your age. I was yeah, I oh oh totally. I would be like probably thirty something right now if I had Facebook. <laughs> yeah, everyone lies about their I age. I put now. like nineteen eighty on my birthday. <laughs> oh wow, well, yeah, okay. you're older than me, buddy. No. Um, but so with Facebook, uh, a lot of mobile games that you would download, right? Yeah. I got an iPod in like first grade and a lot of the mobile games would say connect to Facebook and you get this or this or this, right? You get a thousand free gems and all you right. get this new free so that was your skin. purpose. Yeah. So my purpose, I wanted to get on Facebook so I could have all, all the stuff way better than my friends. So in a sense, the peer pressure of getting Facebook was real so that you could have a one up in the in the in the uh, motocross XM racing or whatever uh-huh. it was. Um, no, but I think to go back to Snapchat, uh, there's a lot. Like I don't know, there's not as much peer pressure necessarily. It's kind of just one on one individual. Um, but at the same time, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok is very much so. You look at other people's things and you see how happy they are and you feel bad for yourself, oh, right? Oh yeah, right. Snapchat, so it's a highlight reel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Snapchat, I don't feel like it, it's that much at all. I think it's uh, very much so people you add, and there is a feature. It's called like Quick Add or something like that. Okay. Um, and you can just add random people that are like near you or have some relationship to you. Or like oh. you have ten. It'll tell you like ten plus mutual friends. Oh boy. Or okay. Like yeah. you might know them from. Whatever. I think that's probably the worst side of it, though, just being able to add random people and they add you back and then you're yeah. getting a sketchy crowd. Yeah. But, but going back to what you said about Facebook and Instagram, does that impact you as 15-year-olds when you'd see, um, I don't know, like an Instagram page where everything just looked perfect? Did that Has that affected you ever? I just know I'm a whole lot happier the less time I spend on social media. It used to really um, – get to me when I would see someone I was like oh my gosh all of their pictures are like perfect, perfect and aesthetic and mine are yeah. like not that so right now it's just kind of it's whatever yeah um, but yeah that used to be a problem how about you for um I think I remember I used to be getting uh jealous I have some uh the middle school I went to is a very wealthy area um that everyone went to uh it's kind of known for being the rich kid school in the area yeah right um but I remember seeing a lot of kids on Instagram, people I followed, going to Hawaii, going to uh, this and this and this. And that was before I'd barely traveled anywhere. Um, and I used to get like, decently jealous about yeah. that. I'm like, dang, why can't I go there? Why can't why I do this and that? Um, and then over time, I kind of matured a little bit and realized I, I kind of am like doing the thing. Like I might yeah. not be as big of a scale, but I'm still spending time with a family, like being happy for the things that I have right. and not comparing myself to other people. 
Well, do you realize that there are grown adults? Like there's 40, 50-year-old people on Instagram feeling how you guys felt before. Like, right? It's really hard mm-hmm. for some people to kind of accept because maybe it's because of the life choices they've made. Or, again, the people – like we, we had a whole in, uh, influencer uh, series last month on the podcast, and you don't realize the work and how they make things look, right? It's really not reality, you mm-hmm. know? And so yeah. there's a lot of work to be an influencer, so to speak, and, and and making sure those pictures are perfect and that their life seems like basically there's just zero issues, right? Yeah, and um, it, is, it is a lot of filters and a lot of um, absolutely. fake things that you kind of look into and realize and be like, oh, that's not really – yeah, it's, it's not reality. Not really exactly what's happening, but it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the, that's their job. That's their career. Uh, what classes do you think are missing from high school that should exist? I think I think um, a lot of high schoolers would agree, especially those who have graduated. Um, and you see a lot of like memes on the internet of high school not really preparing you for real life. Yeah, like right? taxes. No one teaches like, you how to do your taxes. Oh, it's miserable. By no the way, no one teaches you what a mortgage is. Like miserable, by the way. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I'm excited now. No, but I think just <laughs> preparing for the real world. Like, I think yes, history is important, and yes, education overall is Absolutely. important. But I feel like there should be more, uh, not even required classes, just like electives that you can take for preparing you for a future, financial advice, yeah, things like that. On the other hand, they have classes that are um, different preparation. They have like teen parenting classes, like okay. Not if you're a teen parent, but you would take it in high school, and they give you, like, a baby that's responsive. All the babies and, that cry and, like, mm-hmm. wet them their pants. Yeah, and, like, oh, you have terrifying. to take care of it. And um, so I think in that way they prepare us just a little bit. But I think yeah. for the most part high school is about, like, career and giving you a taste of different things that, yeah. oh, maybe I'm interested in this. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where we get to, like, explore through electives. But I do agree. I think that it would be really nice to have a class that taught us how to do our taxes because finance, no idea. Yeah, cooking. I mean, I'm a terrible cook, guys. I mean, I burn toast. I'm the worst cook. Of, of my husband, it has to do all the cooking in our house. Like, I burn everything. I'm a disaster. I can bake okay, but like cooking, I never. My mom wasn't a cook. It's just one of those things. I just don't have that skill. Mm-hmm. But I, I have always been a true believer on mental health classes and mm-hmm. things like that. Like you know, obviously emotional intelligence and and how to navigate life, right? Because again, especially with all the technology and you kind of put your head up and, you know, from the computer screen or your phone screen and life is happening around you, right? Like how do we emotionally deal with those things? And this has been going on for generations, right? It's not just your generation, it's everybody. There's a lot to navigate in life, right? And, um, you know, just the mental health, anxiety, depression, it's at the highest it's ever been. So I think mental health is definitely um, something they should dabble in, obviously with schools. Uh, and then, of course, cooking. Cooking mm-hmm. would be huge. Um, so your parents, I know both of your parents, mm-hmm. parents play a huge role in a kid's school success, obviously. I mean, you have to have a support system at home. What has been the most important advice your parents have given you in school? Um, I remember uh, back to my early elementary school years um, was, was fourth grade again. Uh, I did not have any study habits, and I was just getting into classes that challenged me um, as I got into the gifted and talented classes for the first time. Um, Those classes that challenged me, I remember going through kindergarten, first, second, third grade, uh, breezing by, not having any challenge in the world, kind of just getting through everything, and just uh, not really doing the work and just taking the test. Mm-hmm. Right, fourth grade was when kind of a light switch turned on for me that I need to develop some study habits. I need to time get management. In the flow of things exactly. Yeah, um, and I remember coming home procrastinating on a project that I've had for a month and doing it in two nights with my dad. Um, I think my dad, uh, I was I was at the kitchen table just crying like every other night because uh, I didn't know how to do my math. I didn't know how to do this project. I needed help with this, um, and my dad kind of really set into me that I need to not procrastinate. So I still do have some problems with procrastinating. That is still something not as bad. I need to work on, but definitely not as bad. Um, creating goals and you do this today, you do this tomorrow, this the next day, and then you have it done. Yeah. Right? Um, so creating a goal sheet, creating like lists of things you need to do and get done, 
Uh, having a planner is amazing. Isn't it the best thing ever? It, yeah. Like you look forward to buying that planner. Like I can go on Office Max, like shopping spree, like getting the planner and the post-its to stay organized is like mm-hmm. the greatest feeling ever. And then scratching it, you know, marking it off with your pencil, like yes, yeah. achievement right there, right? No, definitely. Being able to look at something, just open a book and look at, oh, this is due tomorrow. I need to do that. Yeah. And um, I think the biggest thing in high school, because everyone does the work, everyone gets that done. Uh, turning things in is the hardest part of it. Really? It, it really is. And All putting of your my name on the paper. <laughs> yeah. Like so, you have to do it in cursive? <laughs> no, like the simple thing, just writing your name, uh, yeah. making sure to do that so it doesn't end up on the whiteboard with Why is that no hard name. for you guys? No, like you just forget about it. I just it. hear teachers are constantly like hounding kids, like, put your name on your paper. Yeah. I can't grade that. Like, put your yeah. name on your paper. No, but um, my uh, my second oldest brother struggled with ADHD. Um, it's like he had he has terrible ADHD, um, and he has uh, gone through school and doing all the assignments, but he just forgets to turn it in every single time, and so uh-huh. he ends up with like an F in the class. But he did all the work. He, he did all the work. Just didn't turn it in. Ends up with an F in the class. Oh man! Teachers hate him for it, but he does all of it, and then he turns it in late. But late work can't be graded. Right. So turning things in on time is the biggest thing. Okay. Yeah, I always told my son, he, he would always forget to put his name. I, and I, was, I wanted to kind of figure that out because I'm like, why would you forget your name? Like, how are you forgetting? I mean, you're not Madonna, right? Because he just put his first name. I'm like, you're not Madonna. You have to put your last name on there too, right? And he'd have to do it in cursive. And he's like, mm-hmm. Mom, because um, now they don't even use cursive. Like, back then he did, what, third grade. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, completely obsolete. Did you guys have cursive classes too? Yeah, in third grade mm-hmm. that was, like, okay. where they taught us to do cursive. Yeah. And then yeah. fourth grade we did worksheets and never again. Okay. So your parents helped you, Dallin, with um, procrastination. What about you, Lauren? Um, My parents also were kind of like work towards something. They wanted – my brother also struggled with some other mental challenges on top of ADHD. Um, So they were just kind of happy with whatever we decided was what we wanted to do. So they were really good about um, just supporting us in whatever we decided we were going to do. Especially with goals. If we had a goal, they'd help us work for that. Yeah. That's huge. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing how many kids don't have that at home. Like it's I, – I know for me personally, I didn't have that. My mom was a single mom, you know, was a lieutenant at a prison, had really wonky hours. And so like you don't realize how important that is when if you don't have it, right? So when you do have it, it's like, man, that's a huge difference. It's it's so important. Um, what, are you, what are your plans for after high school? What do you see yourself doing, Lauren, like a month after high school? Like what? What do you? What's your future plans? Um, I think if we're talking a month after high school, I would year have hopefully, after high school. Year after high school, okay. Yes, um, I would hope that I'm in school by then. Okay. Um, that I'm taking classes I'd want to take. I have hopes to become an oncologist. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good for you. So you already know what you want to do. Yeah, pretty much. I have, I have a couple options. Okay. That are nothing similar of each other, but what um, are they? Oncologist. So I thought about becoming like um, an esthetician. Okay. Which is like um, what is that? They're like a skin like i don't want to say beauty but they oh, do like yeah they do things with faces like eyebrows yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. okay yeah things like that esthetician yeah got um it. and i've also thought about interior design oh, okay so wow they're, completely they're really different but they all interest me and so, you could do all three of them mm-hmm. if you wanted you could probably do i could have like one on the side just absolutely as a hobby, i guess yeah absolutely what about you dallin um, I don't know. I've gone through a lot of, cause I remember in fourth grade, I was like, I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I'm going to do, I'm going to be a writer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an author. Um, I'm going to do that. And then that kind of changed. And then I think everyone goes through like, maybe you could write tests with multiple job. choice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> with just a little other box with, <laughs> with arguing about what answer she could should be. could be a game changer. There you go. No. Um, but I'm not really sure. I've always kind of been drawn to, um, English and to debating, uh, and I've had a lot of my, a lot of my teachers and a lot of um, mentors in my life tell me that I'd be make a good uh, lawyer, I'd make a good politician. Politician, I was gonna say I'd politician make a good for you. Teacher, something like that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I'd be fine at either one of those paths because I have a very strong personality and very strong morals. What are your thoughts on Starbucks? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Let's not even get oh, into that. We'll start fighting. Yeah. Let me let oh, me drink no. me sip on my Starbucks tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I've always kind of leaned towards uh, law in general. Right? Yeah. I feel like it'd be really cool to be a criminal defense lawyer. Um, have those sort of uh, cool. You hear all those crime podcasts and all sorts of oh yeah um, other things uh-huh. going on, crime TV shows and documentaries and all that sort of stuff, and they interest me. But um, absolutely, I feel like any sort of lawyer 
would be really cool. Being a patent lawyer as well okay. um, is a very lucrative yeah. uh, career choice for that. So being a patent lawyer and some sort of uh, biomedicine or technology. I love how you really guys cool. already know. Like, I mean, obviously you're kind of sold on the whole lawyer thing, but Lauren has many options that I'm sure she'd be very successful at. But it's just incredible to me that you guys already have those ideas, right? Because most kids are like, I, I you, sophomore, junior year of college, like we have no idea and you're switching your major a hundred times. So it's just good that you have a foundation at least mm-hmm. to go off of. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, if I could live anywhere in the world, uh, like like finances aside, like money aside. Yeah, yeah. Like, money aside. Okay. If you if you had your option to live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I would probably live somewhere up in nowhere, Montana, right by Montana's a lake. Montana's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, just going out every day and fishing and hunting and yeah, kind of living in some log cabin. I feel like that'd be really cool. Right, and driving your cool Jeep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get <laughs> yeah. the coolest Jeep ever. What about you, Lauren? I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere cold. Um, cold. Like just cold in the winter, but. Overall, not super hot. Okay. Um, maybe somewhere on, like, the East Coast. All right. Like, Upper East Coast. I, hey, I grew up, like, Ohio, so we spent a lot of time. Like, there's really no place that they all have four seasons, so it gets pretty hot no matter where you go on okay. the East Coast. But I know that they just have colder winters. Maybe, like, Canada. Like <laughs> I was thinking Canada. Canada. I was like, what did I say? Canada, maybe, like, tip-top, like, Washington mm-hmm. State, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, but someplace cold. Yeah. It gets cold in the winter. Minnesota's great. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, I, I, that's, yep, that's, that's where, where I went my to dad college. grew up. Yeah, that's where your yep. dad grew up. Yep. So I went to college in Minneapolis. That's a great, but again, they do have hot summers. So you yeah, to, we were just there this summer. It's miserable. It's hot. It was like hotter winters, than it is here. The winters yeah, are cold yeah. though, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to play a game called Sounds from the Past. How many will Dallin and Lauren get right? Now we will find out coming up next. And just so you guys know, ninety-two percent of kids their age have failed this test so but you two are so bright i'm sure you'll get you'll you'll nail it hopefully let's hope we can't let's hope that's coming up next hi it's shonda mcneil for microbe formulas now i've struggled with major car sickness my entire life i've tried everything from acupuncture bracelets to hypnosis nothing has worked it wasn't until my husband introduced me to supplement company microbe formulas that things turned around for me like in a big way now i benefit from dozens of microbe formulas products but the one that tackled my car sickness issue was biotox this supplement is magic biotox is made with 100 percent organic ingredients no fillers additives or GMOs. It's also vegan friendly and gluten free. So if you suffer from car sickness like me, or maybe you're having issues with nausea, Biotox will change your life. It will benefit you in other areas too, like removing toxins from your body. I know, right? Yay. Bonus. Biotox is available right now at microformulas.com. That's microformulas.com. All right, we're going to play a game called Sounds from the Past. I'll play a sound effect and Lauren and Dallin will have to guess what that sound is. Here we go with sound effect number one. And... Oh, wait, that sounds like a video game. No, like it's a, not. No, it's not, but it sounds no. like one... Like a... No, hold on. I've heard you hear that sound. Like I've everywhere. heard that sound before. It's like Stop. it's like when a landline doesn't go through or something right. like that. Right. It's like someone's <laughs> dialing and the phone's broken. What is it called? I don't know. Landline not working. Landline not working. Lauren, what do you got? Oh. Uh, or is that like a TV trying to pick up something? I don't know. Oh, is it like radio? Is it like searching for a radio station. Three seconds for your final answer. Radio station. Like trying to find a radio station. <laughs> It's dial-up internet. Dial- oh, I we used to have to. That. Use, yes, mm. it's dial-up internet. We'd have to put in a number, especially with AOL. You have to hit sign in. It'd have to, you know, go through the whole process, and then hopefully at the end of it, you got connected to the internet. Have yeah. you ever seen the movie You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan? I think so. It, that's a huge mm. part of that story. Dial-up internet is the worst. Do a lot of adults get that one? Uh, yes, that that's what we lived through. It. It was the worst stage ever like it was just the absolute worst yeah i never like, would have gotten that oh <laughs> yeah it's the worst i hear that like a ton in like horror movies and things like that from mm-hmm. just random yeah. different sounds right. and, oh, it's man. very creepy sound. just be lucky yeah. that you have wi-fi i've heard it now. before i knew the sound yeah but i didn't know the sound all right here's the next one okay here we go 
Smoke alarm? No, that's a fire alarm. Fire alarm? <laughs> smoke alarm? <laughs> no. That's totally a that's, fire that's alarm. Not, no, that's a smoke it's alarm. Not, alarm? That's like, the, that's like the kitchen smoke alarm. Is that like if the like, oven's like burning yeah. something? <laughs> no, it's not burning down. No, it's not the smoke alarm. It's a personal pager. What? A personal pager. I know I what a pager to, is, They call them yeah. beepers, pager. Mm-hmm. I used to have a white one. It looked really good with my like bell-bottom jeans, you know? <laughs> I used to wear like, my Spice Girl-type style clothes. Yeah, that is a personal beeper. Instead of like cell phones, the uh, alternative would be like you can call from like your house phone, your landline, and put 911. So I'd get the beep, I'd get the, you know, the alert, that beeping noise would go off. And then I'm like, oh, wait, 911, I got to call this person back, right? And it gave the callback number. All right. All right. So here's the next one. Let's see if you can get it. Something printing. Isn't like a, it's like a fax it's a, machine. It's a fax yeah, machine. Yeah, it's got to be a fax machine then. Or that. No, hold on. Wait, play. Oh, oh, that's like is a like Polaroid, a isn't camera? it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, you got it. Yes, yep. Polaroid camera. So we just took one. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, we didn't do one of those at all just we like five just, minutes ago. We just took one right before we started recording. Yep, that is a Polaroid yep. uh, camera uh, taking a picture. All right, here is the next one. That's just wood sawing, isn't it? No, it's way too... No, no, that's not wood sawing. It sounds like something with paper, like a fax, like a printer. We're going to go with fax machine again. (laughs) (laughs) This is a manual um, card, like rolling down your window window? manually, yeah. So instead of like using the, um, Mm -hmm. I guess the electric, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just manually roll it down. The crank windows? All the cars that I had growing up. That's what it sounded like? Yes. See, no, my brother has a car. It doesn't sound anything like that. That's weird. This is manually rolling down a window. Like the, like the. Yeah, yeah, the cranks. Yeah, the crank it. Interesting. Yeah, that was taking a while. I have windows on my car, so. Well, that's I wouldn't know. good, also, I guess. Yeah, All right, I here so. is the last one. Let's see if you can get it. Ice cream check? Yeah, that's Boom, an ice cream check. Boom, you got that it. Really? That was easy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Most, that, that's the one that people miss the most. Well, we really? had ice cream trucks They think we it's like, yeah. a, like a merry-go-round or something like oh, a, at a carnival. I can see that. I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's that's the most missed one, actually, was the ice cream oh, truck. We used to have that makes me feel good. Going around our house, like in our neighborhood all the time. So you got two out of five. Is that a fail, Rach? Is that a fail? Yeah, that's it's a less fail. Than 50%. That's okay. That is a fail, guys. Dang. I mean, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so, any anything else you guys want to say? I mean, because this is this has been fantastic. I'm so glad I got this time with you and to talk about high school and all the struggles. Anything else you want everyone to know about you, school? Anything we did not talk about? Any questions you have for me? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. You good? You pretty feel, happy with it? Do you learn, feel learn some fulfilled? more about what a personal pager is? And yeah, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you should ask for Christmas, guys. There you go. Get a personal beeper. Make sure they're white. The white are the white beepers oh, are the that cool and some bell ones. Okay. Yes, yeah, and some bell bottoms. Yes, with the Spice Girls like platform shoes. Got it. That was like the style in 1998, seven. No? Okay. Uh, Coming up next week, it's a brand new month and a brand new series. For the month of October, we are taking hauntings to a whole new level. Ghost stories, unsolved mysteries, fears, paranormal activity. Nothing is off limits. We're calling the series It's All a Bunch of Hocus Pocus. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.